Welcome to the Be Ruthless Show, where we have the conversations that other people don't, the conversations that other people won't. I'm your host, Sam Ruth, and I'm ready to make a lot of noise and disrupt things ruthlessly. Thanks for being here today. Now let's get to it. Welcome back to the Be Ruthless Show. I'm your host, Sam Ruth. And here we are a week away from Christmas. If you're listening live, I just want to start by getting a few details out of the way and letting you know what will be happening. I never want to take time off from the podcast. I certainly don't want to take time off during the holidays when people are struggling so, so much. So this week, things will be as scheduled. I'm here with you right now today. And Wednesday, I will be having my episode live with guests. And um, Monday, next week, Christmas, I am going to have an episode that will be pre-recorded. I'm going to give you some highlights and tidbits from healing together through the holidays. Other people deserve time off and I don't want other people to have to work and get things edited and uploaded and all sorts of things you don't need to worry about. Um, But I still want to be here and be able to support anyone struggling. And if that happens to be you, please reach out. I am still available. Uh, Next Wednesday, I will be doing a live episode myself. It will be six years since I have lost Jim, which just blows my mind. It still, you know, feels like yesterday. And yet so, so much has happened. And God, you know, I've had three moves and six books and grief hab and the Be Ruthless show and so many new people that he didn't get to meet, but, you know, is here with me in different ways and knows. Um, So that'll be next Wednesday. And then um, the first week of January, I will also be... Um, giving you some more highlights from healing together through the holidays, um, just so that there is not a week without podcasts, without episodes for you. And again, please reach out if you're struggling. And then January 8th, things will be back to life as usual here at the Be Ruthless show. Um, And I will be here having solo episodes on Mondays, live episodes with guests on Wednesdays, and you can tune in as always at 5 p.m. Mountain Time, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific. Can you believe that we are a week away from Christmas? I don't know how you all are feeling. Um, I... I have not had tons of energy, quite honestly, and I have been sleeping okay. Uh, I, Sassy has been going through it since mid-August, so for four months, I haven't been able to sleep through the night. She needs medicine every few hours, and I have 
stretched it out at night. So I get a little bit more sleep, but uh, the reason she is even where she is is because I just will not go, you know, any longer without giving her her eye drops. Uh, so I am, you know, tired. <laughs> but uh, beyond that, I just have a little bit less energy. And so do a lot of my clients. And there have been times in my life uh, when I would judge myself or be hard on myself for that. And many of my clients are doing exactly that. Um, wondering why am I feeling this way or just kind of being upset with themselves for feeling this way. And I have learned not to question my body. I have just learned that if I'm feeling this way, I am simply feeling this way. It is just that simple. And we live in this world where we can so easily overcomplicate it and make it more than that and analyze it and overthink it and question it. And so, so many things when if we simply listen to our bodies and pay attention, forget all the rest and do what they want, whether we think it's convenient or not, you know, whether we had other things planned, other things in mind. Um, I've learned that my body knows best and the universe is telling me something, whether I had something else in mind for myself, you know, the universe has something else in mind for me. And if I fight it, if I ignore it and do what, if I do not listen to my body and do what my mind wants, I suffer. That is called not listening to our intuition, not trusting ourselves, whatever you would like to, you know, label that as uh, when I have lived life that way, fought it, resisted, I pay the price in some way, shape or form. There is a natural consequence. We could be moody. We could get sick. There's just so many things. Whatever happens, happens. You go to the event, you, you have a negative interaction with someone, whatever it is, I've learned that if I am simply low energy and, and my body is feeling this way, then I just need to honor that. When I've done this in the past, so, so many things have happened. Crazy things have happened in my book. Things come out that would not otherwise happen if I listened to my mind. And so while we judge and while we analyze and while we use that part of our brain, we do not allow the side of our brain that wants to activate and be present and shine. We, we don't not allow that to exist. I lived so much of my life this way. So if you too are tired or low energy or sad or just struggling in whatever way it is that you are, um, it's very, very easy to 
be upset about it or to look at your calendar and see all that you have in store and say, you know, I don't have time for this, to will it away, to push through, to do so many things when I have learned that our bodies know best. And if you get out of your head, beautiful things can happen. For me, I have found that to be creative things. Um, I have found that to be personal growth things, ideas, grief have, the Be Ruthless show, um, personal relationship with myself, relationship with others, just things that can happen internally. So many of us, so much of the world looks for answers externally, looks for happiness, looks for answers externally. Uh, I, I have clients immediately coming to mind who would buy anything to make the pain go away, right? Who would sign up for any class, take any course, you know, would, would take any new coach or certification to just make the pain go away, right? They would try literally Reiki, any new tool that's out there. If you told them that worms would make them hurt less, they would go out there and eat worms. It's that, you know, they're, they're willing to do anything to a point that isn't healthy, right? They, they're, they're willing to buy or try anything to a point that spending money on anything when the answers can't be bought in that way. It's one thing to find a mentor and, and do some work. It's another to keep looking one after another after another and avoiding looking within, avoiding asking yourself questions, avoiding spending time with you uh, and expecting others to give you answers or to have the miracles um, when we often, I, I won't say always, I don't like absolutes, um, have them ourselves. And there are so, so many people who would who would spend it all, who would risk it all um, for anyone else to give them that answer. And it's it can be scary. It can be a little bit more emotional to do the work, but I promise it's rewarding and fulfilling and empowering and no one else has the answer. No one else's journey can give you your answer. No one else's work or path is yours and no one else's you know, course, no one else is, they're not selling it. It's, it's, there's no magic pill, right? We have to figure out, even if someone has a way, a path, we still have to walk it. We still have to find our way down that path. So, 
no matter who that person or coach or way that you want to find to do the work, it's okay to find someone to do it with. You still have to do some of it on your own and you still have to figure out some of it on your own. I was talking to a client last night who got a little frustrated um, because I wouldn't give a specific answer. I was coining the way, right? I'm never going to say, here you go. This is your life. And I want you to live this way. Quit your job and go do this. It's it's not my life. It's your life. You have to decide. And even if I have clients who I think really aren't happy in their jobs, it's not up to me. They have choices. They can decide to leave their jobs. They can also decide to set boundaries at their jobs and become happier and stay. There's there's many different paths. And it's not my choice to make or answer to give. Many people want me to. It it would certainly be easier. Sam, just tell me what to do. And I have been there. I There are plenty of times I want someone to just tell me what to do. Please. I, I, I don't know what to do. We can make it simple or, or complicated, right? Like, what do I want for dinner? Nothing sounds good. I don't know what to make. I have no cravings. We can make it as simple as that. There's plenty of times that I just want someone, please just pick for me, right? And in a situation that simple, it, it doesn't really matter. It wouldn't be that detrimental if someone said, you know what? Make some pasta. Shut up and make some pasta already. Life will not end. But if I get an upset stomach, I can point the finger, right? There's a little bit less accountability. If it's something bigger, where do I move? I don't like where do I, where I'm living, but I don't know where I want to go. That's a little bit more important and has some bigger consequences than what should I make for dinner? Nobody's going to jump in and make that decision for you, right? Because if you're unhappy then and you're pointing the finger and it's a little bit more than an upset stomach, nobody wants to be standing there saying, you know, well, I told you to pick Indiana and now, now you're miserable. We have to do some of the decision making and the work on our own and we have to look within even when it isn't fun. But our bodies, even if it just means I'm a little bit more tired and have less energy and adjusting the schedule can make my week different, but different better instead of different exhausting. Or I can do what so many people say and push through and come end of the week, be even more exhausted. It doesn't sound that complicated. It doesn't sound like that big of a choice. What's what's so important that I'm talking about this today? It's listening to your body. It's huge. 
because there's a bigger price than just being more exhausted. I promise you trusting yourself, listening to your intuition. There is a bigger lesson when I have not, it has been much more than exhaustion. And even if it is exhaustion, that's energy I don't have less left to put into the things that matter to me. Then I'm not there to show up for the things that matter to me that I do want to be there for. And I used it on things that weren't my choices or as important to me because I was pushing through. Listening to our body is silent cues, whispers from the universe. Maybe even if you believe in it, signs from your lost loved ones, signs from someone who is guiding you, pointing you towards, pointing you away from something dangerous, pointing you towards something better. And if you don't listen to that, then there are consequences and it might not be the world ending, but it's consequences for you. And haven't you had enough? Why do you want life to be harder than it is? I don't. I don't want life to be 1% harder. I would like it to be 1% less hard. And if I can listen to my body and go in the direction that it tells me, and I have control over making it 1% less hard, then I'm going to make that choice. And if being aware of the fact that I am low energy, my sleep is not the best, as, as great as I know it can be, and that is one of my clues. When my sleep is a little bit off, that's a, cute, a clue. That's my body telling me, pay attention. So I am listening to my body. I am listening to the signs from the universe, from Jim, and I'm not going to ignore them and go down the danger path. I'm going to listen to them and make the simple adjustments and do the things that I know are best for me. Will that have an impact on others who might be disappointed if there are some things I say, I can't do this or I'm changing my schedule? Yes. Is it malicious? Absolutely not. Will they understand that I am doing what's best to take care of me? Absolutely. And will people in your life? Absolutely. So this is when we have to learn and you have to learn how to take care of you. And we are not taught this. We are taught how to brush our teeth. We are taught how to take care of our physical needs again. I'm bringing it back to emotional. And during my Healing Together Through the Holidays event, which I just mentioned the details at the beginning, I will be having episodes with highlights so that we don't miss any episodes while so many of us are struggling. I talked about emotional stomach aches and emotional crutches because our struggles are invisible, right? Or the physical struggles that people can see, the world understands. But these low energy or these invisible things that are harder for people to understand, therefore less Take it, they're taken less seriously or they are only understood if people voice them. And that's hard for many, many to do. 
then it's up to us to take care of ourselves. Now you can work with someone and practice doing all of this. How do I learn how to speak up and tell people I have an emotional tummy ache? How do I learn to let people know I'm dealing with something? How do I learn to listen to my body? How do I learn to take care of it when I hear it, right? These are not things we're taught in school, but we should be. And if we're not taught in school yet, but I hope we will be one day, then where can we learn them as an adult? What are these self-growth and personal growth things and retreats and all these things? Some of I, some people talk about woo-woo and where do people find these things? Some people find them when they hit that brick wall, that crisis, that trauma, that loss and grief event, whatever it is that happens that you are in so much pain that you're willing to do anything, like try eating those worms, like I said, like some people will do anything. I, I hit that point. Now, I wasn't out there buying and trying and doing what, I, but I was willing to try anything. I was searching. Fortunately, I have a background and that's another thing in this world that's a problem. There aren't signs and billboards saying, if you are dealing with loss and grief, look here. If you need help because you miss someone, look here. We have to find it on our own. And I fortunately worked in this field, so I knew where to look and what to do. But if we have gone through something like this, our brain immediately changes. There's physical proof that our brain immediately changes. So even looking for help is difficult. That's a fact. So if you're struggling, again, being patient with yourself and not beating yourself up, we can't see your emotional brain, your emotional tummy ache, but it has physically changed. And something that you could do yesterday, like Googling where to find a loss and grief counselor is now totally more difficult than it was. But we don't know that. There have been changes and over time, can it grow back and improve? Yes, but will it ever be the way it was? No. And we don't know this and neither does the rest of the world. Maybe some doctors do, but it's not on those billboards. So people don't understand. You're walking around, you look fine, so you must be fine. Or people know you went through something horrible. Everybody shows up at first, right? And we say, we expect you not to be okay. Then they go back to their lives and expect you not to be okay for a little period of time, but then you're supposed to be okay and you're walking and you're talking and you get back to things, so you must be okay. We don't see these casts and crutches and they're invisible. And so again, please understand that you have invisible changes that the world doesn't recognize, but they're there. And it is, I'm making it my job to educate and raise awareness and help people on both sides, to help the people hurting who have been through trauma understand that your brain has changed and to help the people who love and support you understand that your brain has changed and you are not going to act and perform the same way and you still need them. 
Um, but you need them to act and perform differently and show up for you uh, because your brain has changed and you might not know it yet and they don't know it either. And so until this is part of all schools and colleges and med schools and commercials and billboards and part of all of our learning and understanding it's up to us it's hard to say i'm not okay um i hope that it becomes easier as more of us come together even as i held a grief awareness event people were afraid to come to it for various reasons because the world doesn't even know what that means and that's okay. Uh, it's okay to cry at a grief awareness event. It's okay to be uncomfortable crying at a grief awareness event. It's okay to watch it from home. I cried during it. I cried after it. Um, it's, it's a lot. Losing someone, losing something. It could be a job. It could be a pet. It could be a divorce. It could be yourself. It could be an injury. There's so, so many different kinds of loss and the world doesn't talk about it. And so I am doing that and being a voice. And I know so, so many of us are struggling and I want everyone to know that I am too and that that's okay. It doesn't make me bad or weak or wrong or different. It just makes me human. And um, so are you, and you're not alone. And so I wanted everyone to know what will be happening over the next few weeks during the holidays. I do not want to cancel or miss any episodes. Um, I usually do them. I don't pre-record them. I like to do things as real life events are happening in case something's going on that I want to talk about in real time. But because other people deserve time off and it is the holidays. I will be using some of the material from Healing Together through the holidays, highlighting some things, helping other people get some, some education and awareness about things maybe they didn't know or even think about as a loss. Um, I also just want to point out that the library is still open. Even though the event itself has ended and the talks are no longer live, they still are available in the library. So you can go back and listen to them. And if you missed it, you can still register and get access to the library, which will be open until March. So even though I'm only showing, you know, highlights, you can go back into the library and get all of the talks. There were close to 50. Um, or at least close to 50 speakers, over 50 speakers, because there were some talks with panels and multiple speakers, and some talks had one or two people, a husband and wife, uh, a couple, uh, Dave Clark and Doug Cornfield, who do disability camps together and have a podcast and book called Pulling Each Other Along. So there were over 50 speakers from all over, uh, not just this country, but Canada. So we were international. So you can still register um, and get access to all of that for free. I did create an awareness calendar with all of the important dates because the event was created because no one knew about National Grief Awareness Week, not just people, but organizations. When I was trying last year in 2022 to have an event and collaborate with professional organizations, 
they didn't understand that there was a National Grief Awareness Week. They thought it was my made up week. Uh, and so as I tried for a year to get these dates added to calendars unsuccessfully, I just created my own for Grief Hab. So the only uh, thing that is promoted is the calendar. Please, please consider getting your own or sharing it with schools or agencies so more people know not just about National Grief Awareness Week, all awareness days and weeks and months that the world needs to be acknowledging are in this calendar with artwork, in-memoriam artwork designed by kids. It's absolutely beautiful and amazing. Uh, so all of that is available in the show notes. That is what is going on over the next couple of weeks. Uh, thank you so much for being a part of my world and letting me be me. Uh, I believe the only way through this is your way. And if you do it anyone else's, it is more painful and it will last longer. Applications are open for uh, artwork for the 2025 calendar, for speakers and sponsors, for Healing Together Through the Holidays 2024. <laughs> um all of the things and Faces of Grief is still accepting authors and sponsors to uh, cover the cost, sponsors to cover the cost of the publishing design of the book. Um, and you could just have your business featured and highlighted and um, go towards an amazing project that is helping shine light on grief and this invisible, terrible, horrible thing that never ends that will affect absolutely everyone in this world at some time. It's the one thing that does not discriminate. Uh, so if you'd like to be a part of that, please reach out and thank you for being a part of my world. Until next time, always be ruthless. Thanks so much for listening today. Your support means everything to me, truly. If this podcast resonates with you, please do me a favor and join in the Ruthless Movement by making some noise and doing one of these four things. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Tell a friend so we can break stigmas even faster. Leave a review so people can see what you think of the show. And last, if you want to learn more about me and be a part of the Grief Hub community, please head on over to the Facebook group. We'd love to have you. Thanks again for spending your time with us and see you next week.